Well, it's practically a business meeting. How many pence we'll make <laughs> in the coming years? Yeah, how many pence do you make off whenever someone buys a shirt? Um, it depends on whether it's like a sticker or a shirt. If it's like a sticker, then it's like 0.7 pence. <laughs> <laughs> and then if it's a shirt, I think it's like a pound and seven pence or something like that. So. Oh, God. And Wilson. let me tell you, the stickers sell more than the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't um, wait for us to go on a uh, victory spending splurge with our <laughs> 20p. We can't even afford a Freddo. Well, this is practically a uh, teaser announcement. <laughs> Watch this space. More info coming next next episode. Well, welcome to Bread and Barricades, a Lamer's podcast. My name is Nemo Martin, I use the pronouns, and I am your host and guest of honour <laughs> at a Lamer's convention. And if you didn't go, then by the time this episode comes out, then maybe the links for watching them back will have come out? I'm not sure. But um, yeah, there was a Lamer's convention and it was fun. <laughs> And every person that I've told that to this week has been like, wow, three whole days about <laughs> Les Mis? What did you talk about? And I had to be like, there was so much, so much that we were already planning the second year of it. <laughs> oh, exciting. It is going to be, I was going to call it Fred and Barricades, Les Mis, <laughs> but no. We're Just taking ownership of it now. <laughs> Just play Ms. Con twenty twenty. What year is it now? Uh, it's two now, so it'll be three next Tw- year. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Well, watch that space. This is Stevie. She they pronouns. Maybe next year, my name will be on the flyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have to. Um, we've got a whole year for you to develop a a pan a whole hour's worth of talk that you're gonna give, right? Right? Yeah, why not? I mean, the amount of hours I've put into this already, Mm -hmm. surely I can talk about Les Mis for just a one hour. (laughs) What would first, okay, first thoughts. If you've got three things that you've got to pitch, what are they going to be? It's just going to be me doing a one man show of the (laughs) panther. It's a pitch of what it's going to be. I've already been thinking about it quite extensively when I can't sleep at night. It's been on the mind. Oh my God, Stevie, yes. What this con needed was an entertainment section. It's fucking (laughs) Edinburgh Fringe. Let's go. We weren't already enough of an entertainment section in our own panel. (laughs) That's true. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to pitch that in the Discord immediately. (laughs) But pitches in, we're we're taking this. We're we're doing it. Nobody else touch it. We already spoke about the panto. TM, TM, TM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, talking of pantomimes, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, speaking of the big panto vibes, Uh we left off me. Having a breakdown, <laughs> realizing that Javert's just all that. Like she is all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is and all that. And in the we're we're we're, we're uh, recording quite real time, which is not always uh, how we do this. But we, we we wanted to get 
more in the the current moment. <laughs> so in the two weeks since we recorded the last episode, mm. uh, it has been brought up to me the like, so how are you feeling? How much are you thinking about Javert? <laughs> and my brain in self-preservation has really been doing its best to actually just not think about him at all. Uh-huh. Like, and I, I mean that honestly, <laughs> that it's like, I haven't thought about him, but that's been very purposeful i think on my brain's part just the like no no, no we, we don't who, who is that so i've not been th- thinking about him much but coming into this first chapter you're just uh-huh. like oh it's back uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I like- you're almost <laughs> you go I, I like that it's kind of like he's he's trapped in this book and I, I like to imagine that every time you open the page, you know when like when they try and convince kids to read and so they do those like adverts and when the kid opens the book, a whole like magical world comes out. <laughs> I'm imagining you opening the brick and then like Javert starts like tap dancing on the page in front of you <laughs> and tipping it's his literally... hat and like winking at you. The movie Page Masters, but it's just me and the brick and <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because I was just like, no, he can't just, he can't keep this up, (laughs) surely. Mm -hmm. But he can, Mm -hmm. and he will, and you can't stop him. So, (laughs) first chapter of New Me and my boyfriend, (laughs) Javert. I say that, and then you're like, and I'll read the chapter title, and you're like, for fuck's sake. Why is it the cop characters? <laughs> you should always begin by arresting the victims. God. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah, I got us again. Huh? <laughs> so I am getting the full Nemo experience <laughs> of like, wow, I love this boy. Oh, God, it's a cop. Oh, so, re- oh, oh poster of Javert, we're really in it now. <laughs> This is what Javert has been up to. It's dusk. He's got his men and himself. You know what we just love doing in this book? It's hiding behind trees. Mm. And when we were in Paris, me and Nemo were checking out the trees (laughs) that were in the garden where Marius did his light stalking. Yeah. uh, His heavy stalking. We were like, there's some pretty wispy trees here. Mm. So I know that Javert is all there and he probably knows how to plan better than this but i still must imagine him hidden behind like the, just the tiniest tree and his hat is so huge <laughs> and yeah so he he's behind these trees and he's already begun by opening his bag to bundle the two girls into uh Azelma and Eponine mm. who were meant to be standing watch but he he's actually only just bagged Azelma Eponine's not at her post she's disappeared uh, mm. so he's not been able to round her up so he's just like okay fine I'll sit here behind my tiny tree and I'll just wait <laughs> I'll wait for that signal and the carriage that came and went did disturb him a lot so mm. He's getting a little bit impatient. He's Mm. really sure, like, this is a criminal's den here. Mm. And, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm having a stroke of luck. And I've recognized a lot of the villains going inside. (laughs) So he's like, you know what? I'm not waiting for that silly little boy (laughs) and his pistol shot. We're going in, boys. Yeah. 
Oh my god. I you know what? Because I love this like perspective switch that's happened that it's like, you know, it because it's it really does feel like, you know, last episode was the end of an episode and then this episode mm. is the like police procedural and then like it shows yeah, it really is the like, you know, um the end of last episode was all of the blah 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 blah, blah. and then the beginning of this episode is like goes back like mm. two hours and then shows all the cops like getting in their riot gear and stuff like that i'm like wow hugo you're really like <laughs> putting my favorite tv show genre out here. <laughs> it's true sometimes he really does have the timing and the scenes yeah and he goes like don't forget reader Javert has marius's passkey so mm. he can go in whenever mm. and that whenever is just the right moment. <laughs> of course it is. Because it's Javert. He knows. Uh, he's good. He's a good cop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Javert in the doorway with his little hat off, like, hee hee, do you want to use my hat? And the villains are immediately dismayed and they're scrambling for their weapons. And once again, we have a boy with a a giant key as his weapon of choice. Like everyone else is out here with a, a pole axe and a cudgel and some shears and a crowbar and just the one dude with his key. <laughs> and tenardio has got a knife. The Tenardio woman has an enormous paving stone that she's just yeah. stood in the corner, just like hefting it over her head. And Javert puts his hat back on his head and he, steps into the room with his arms folded and he's got a cane under one arm and a sword in the scabbard. <laughs> and he's like, stop right there. You won't exit by the windows. You'll exit by the door. It's less dangerous that way. Let's not descend into brawling like a bunch of peasants. Let's have some cooperation. And Brigonel, who's one of the, uh, one of Tenardier's hench boys, has a pistol but he hands it to Tenardier because he's like, that's Javert. <laughs> I don't dare fire at him. <laughs> yeah. And Tenardier's like, oh, God damn it. And Brigonel's like, well, then you shoot him. So Tenardier takes a pistol, aims it at Javert, and Javert's like, don't shoot, you'll miss. <laughs> yeah, mind games. Tenardier shoots. He misses. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't I tell you, said Javert. <sighs> He's just that bitch. I love him so much. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least if I've gone down, I've retaken you with me. Yeah, yeah, you grabbed my ankle. I finally clawed out. It took me like seven <laughs> years and I clawed out of the hell. My like fingernails bloody and I finally got to the ledge and was like just about to... Like touch freedom, and then you like just dive bombed next to me, and then dragged me back down to turbo hell. Kicked you down, and then just like <laughs> fell in after you. Yeah, you ground your like heel on my fingers, watched me go, and then went. Yeah, all right, I'll go too. <laughs> oh, we're both Gandalf of the Balrog. <laughs> Oh, there's no winners here. Yeah. Only Javert's the winner in this game, in all games. Uh, Brigonel throws his weapon at Javert's feet and is like, you're the devil supreme, I surrender. Oh my god. 
And the rest of you, Javert asks the others. And they also surrender. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this bitch's aura is just so strong. No one wants to even try it. Just, I, I was going to make an alpha joke, but I don't know enough about alpha omega stuff. And I wanted to be like, oh, his scent or something, but it just... Yeah, that works. Okay, great. Well... <laughs> Go ahead, say it, Nina, say it. <laughs> you won't drag me down to your level. <laughs> I nearly called you by your surname, which would have been uh, a funny way to reveal it. <laughs> Javert's just calmly like, that's it, well done. Yeah. As I said, we're cooperating. And everyone in the room gets a hard-on from his like <laughs> competency kink. Competency kink. Praise kink, degradation kink, it's all yeah, up in it's here. Everything. Yes, daddy, imprison me. <laughs> God. Dominant, all of it. Yeah. And friggin' I was like, look, I've just got one request. <laughs> Do you? But, uh, <laughs> one request for now. Oh. <laughs> uh, I won't have to go without tobacco while I'm in solitary, right? <laughs> and Javert's like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like because like Brigadel and Javert they've got this little back and forth it kind of gives me those vibes of you know when they'd be like the naughty kid in class who mm. would get detention so much that actually they end up having weird friendship banter with the teacher and yeah. you're like don't the, <laughs> you're meant to be punishing this kid and now like <laughs> now they're having the best time here <laughs> You can tell that the teacher is just like has gone beyond like um, frustration and has moved into you know what I don't give a fuck about everyone else in this room. You're the only <laughs> reason that I get up in the morning now. Yeah, like Javert's just like whatever the rest of you. But yeah, no, you know what, Brickenell, <laughs> you will have tobacco. Come on, we we have fun here. <laughs> don't worry, baby, Daddy's got you. <laughs> So then he calls in the rest of his squad of police officers and it's like it's literally like a squad of police officers, sword in hand, and I was like, Oh my god, I forgot this was a time where we were using swords. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all the police officers with their swords and they've also got trenchants and clubs, but that's not as exciting. Oh my uh, god, Stevie. Yeah, the cop the you real you're really in it <laughs> they all come at Javert's summons and like surround the villains sort of get them backed into a corner and Javert's like handcuff a lot of them and you hear a voice yelling just you try and it wasn't the voice of a man but you wouldn't have been able to tell it was the voice of a woman <laughs> ha 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 says Hugo uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wonder and who it could have been. <laughs> Whomst? Uh, so the Tenardier woman, who's right by the window, and she's thrown her shawl off, but she's kept her hat on, and her husband is crouched behind her, and he's almost—he's so small, he's almost like hidden by her shawl, and she's shielding him with her body, and she's got this that giant paving stone over her head, poised like a giantess about to hurl a rock, and she's mm. like, "Keep away." Uh, I know you're like, wish it wasn't Madame Denardier who was so big and <laughs> strong and like a giantess. <sighs> We're all like, oh, wow, well, 
I wish she wasn't a bastard. <laughs> yeah, and we wish Javert wasn't a cop. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Hugo was like, well, he wasn't meaning to do this, but he was has got us with the like, the tropes you like can belong to the people that you don't. Yeah. I'm sure there's a better way of putting that. Yeah. Where for him, the good characters are clearly all the like, blonde and small and pretty, whereas we're like, oh no, the hot <laughs> ones are evil. <laughs> They're just so big and. <laughs> yeah, like it really would be that thing that like um we'd go up to Hugo and be like, why did all why did you make all of your hot characters evil? And he does the like maths gif where he's like putting the <laughs> two and two together and being like. What? What? The big hairy ugly man cop and the big hairy ugly woman? What is happening? <laughs> Very nuanced, Hugo. So yeah, she's like, keep away! And everyone retreats into the corridor and there's just an open space in front of her. <laughs> and she shouts at the other villains in the group who let themselves be cornered and she's like, you cowards! But Javert, he's just like... <laughs> He's smiling and steps forward into that empty space, even though the Tenario woman's keeping him under her smouldering gaze, and she's like, don't come closer, I'll flatten you. What a fighter, said Javert. You've got the beard of a man, missus, but I've got the claws of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess I like they take the moment to be like, gender, gender, but we're on opposing sides. Mm -hmm. So... Without a care, he advances on her, and she's dishevelled and terrifying. Sorry, I, this realisation came so late, but in the panto, oh my god, can you imagine that moment where Javert is like, but I have the claws of a woman, and it has, like, the longest acrylics you've seen. Yeah. Oh my god. <gasps> He's gotta he's surely gotta do that little like meow yeah, <laughs> and make sure. that sound. I was doing it at the same time. Oh, good, don't worry me too. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone do your Marius peeking through the little monocle hole and whenever we say Javert, do a little cat's claw to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you better do it in public. If you're on the tube or the train or in traffic right now, you best be doing it in front of your face we'll know if you don't <laughs> so Tenario woman dishevelled and terrifying leans back and furiously hurls the paving stone at Javert's head but this nonchalant dude just ducks like I, I don't even imagine him properly ducking he just like turns slightly to the side and as it sails past him like semi-matrix style just like so nonchalant mm. and it flies past him hits the wall ricochets off the walls uh and then just rolls to a stop by his heels <laughs> which we know are high i do like how he probably like javert doesn't have providence but hugo is like he's just so cool <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's on Javert's side except for like as long as Javert believes in himself he can warp reality <laughs> that'll be my my the speech I give at next year's Lamus Khan yeah it's like God isn't on his side but Javert doesn't need God <laughs> Javert's his own God and that's why when he stops believing in himself mm. he immediately ceases to exist yeah 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 in this essay we have 
We have, we will, we shall. But he's still believing in himself right now. (laughs) (laughs) So he reaches the couple and one of his big hands clamps on the woman's shoulder and the other on the husband's head. Mm. And he, yeah, shouts for cuffs and the policemen come back in and carry out his orders. The Tenardier woman, now defeated with her hands shackled, drops to the floor and is like, oh, my daughters! And she's like, they're in the clink. And now that's basically like, it for the, the the excitement's over. He just did it. He just completely diffused the bomb in like a couple <sighs> little sassy sentences. So he's like, you lads, you can keep your masks on. <laughs> but even though your masks are on, I'll name every single one of you. Yeah, I'd you recognize will. your eyes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I love that. Yeah. No, my, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good job, Chavert. <laughs> I really hope that your love of him sustains until the end because I know that you know that he dies and I don't feel like you uh, th- this is just me um, a- assuming but I feel like you don't feel anything about that, the fact that he dies and I really hope that this level of love <laughs> that you have for him sustains enough that when he does complete suicide at the end that you feel like an immense sense of loss <laughs> <laughs> that's your fairy's curse you're laying on me (laughs) we'll see if I can feel anything even close to what I felt when you spoiled uh... (laughs) spoiled my man's death well there's so many pages who's to say who I'll be and how I'll feel yeah that's true maybe there'll be I've had I'm a broken shell, mildly jubilant tears for Javert. So maybe really sad ones. That they that could be, <laughs> they could be on the menu. We'll find out. Uh, I will. I will enjoy any level of criticism and um, mocking in the next however many years. Two, I'm going to say it's two years, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just for that one success. <laughs> <laughs> well. Like, just further intel on the, like, oh, Javert, what's going on here with you? That, you know, if we hadn't done all this Voltaire <laughs> falling down the rabbit hole, <gasps> mm-hmm. we wouldn't, this would just not be as rich of an experience because Javert inspects these men with the eye of Frederick II, aka <gasps> Frederick the Great. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, okay, so he's gay, he's canonically gay. Yeah. Oh my With the god. Eye of Frederick II reviewing the Potsdam parade and like we know <gasps> that Frederick well Friedrich was sent uh I can't remember I don't know how we'll find the source but like other countries would send their hottest hunks to Friedrich yeah. to be like here you go. So like what else oh am god. I meant to extrapolate Victor Hugo? Holy shit. He's canonically gay. <laughs> <laughs> So you're all welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's what we do and talk about next year. We do it about Voltaire and Friedrich, and then we can be like, Javert is gay, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's our clickbait title. Yeah. Imagine, well, I guess, no, we we do need the whole year to like put this together, but <laughs> what if I had done this one more chapter before the con? <laughs> 
You could have. We could have like uh, shoved you in somewhere. <laughs> well, we'll we'll flesh it out. But like, in look if if the fandom can be like Grantaire calls uh, Enjolras his Apollo and them foils or whatever. I can't yeah. even. <laughs> they're not as important to me as all the old men we come across. So like, I can't remember all the chapters. I do just remember being like, wow. I, that was quite gay. Okay, fandom, touche. Like, you got me. We can do the same with this one Friedrich the Great comparison to Javert. Yeah, I mean, it's strong to me. I think it's I think it's worth I, I, I think it's worth everything. I'm surprised that it's not a canonical fact about him right now. Like that's that's yeah. What is everyone else in this fandom doing? <laughs> yeah, jot this down, Nemo. Well scrap the rest of your PhD. It's all here. <laughs> Yeah. So, just like Friedrich the Great eyeing up his uh, men on parade, yeah. he's like, oh, good evening, Brujon, Babe, Clacuso, and, you know, name rattles them all off. So, he knows those men, <sighs> even in masks. And it's only then that he catches sight of the villain's prisoner. He's had his head down this whole time and is yeah. still very silent. Yeah. <laughs> And Javert's like, untie the gentleman, but no one's to leave. <laughs> and he says it in the manner of one whose authority is beyond question. Yeah. And then he just sits down at the table with the candle on it, pulls out some paper from his pocket, and he just starts to write his report, like, not even fast. <laughs> <laughs> but this hubris is what catches him out, because when he then looks back up and is like, okay, bring forward the gentleman. The other police, they look around. <gasps> Where's he gone? <laughs> well, where is he, said Javert. <laughs> While his head was down and he was filling out his report, the villain's prisoner, Monsieur Leblanc, Monsieur Urbain Fabry, the father of Ursule Alouette, had disappeared. He just just slipped out the window. <laughs> Everything else was going on around him that he was like, you know what? <laughs> Javert's eagle eyes aren't on me right now. I'm just gonna bounce. I do love that that Jean Valjean was fully in this like best of Javert moment, but probably like <laughs> did not see any of it. So like later on, you know, when like they are fucking or in love or whatever, and um Javert it's like, oh, all the, that moment where, like, he probably wouldn't think of himself as cool, but, like, you know, kind of hopes that Jean Valjean thinks he's cool. And Jean Valjean is like, oh, no, I was disassociating so hard in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was out the what fucking you... window, mate. Like, sorry. <laughs> like, he, he knows that Javert's there because, like, he only literally just now slips out the window. Yeah. There is more that he was like, he wasn't even goddamn trying to escape Jean Valjean. He's literally just like, look at this. I've just singed my own arm. What are you going to do about it? I'm not even aiming for the window. And then the second he hears Javert's voice, he's like, oh God, now I need to go home. I need to like stop with this shit. I need yeah. to be normal. I need to get out. <laughs> So, if 
anything, Javert's like regrounded him, I think, in this moment because he was just balls to the walls. <laughs> yeah, that's in the true. last chapter. I do really want to see our version of this. And, and, you know, we've got the long drawn out version, which has all of the like beats in it. But I really want to see the, the how it happens in the like 30 seconds that all these things happened, where it was like, <laughs> he's Jean Valjean is tied up. Uh, Tanadi goes on his rant. Jean Valjean escapes, burns himself. Javert bursts into the room. Tanadier women throws a rock at him, and then <laughs> Jean Valjean is out the window. Like it goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it would work well. No, we're, we're being multimedia, Nemo. So it is like <laughs> the whole thing plays out in the panto style, but we do have a big screen that then shows it in a really dramatically edited together version. Yes, yes, yes. Or we have it's panto and we do it drawn out and we like plot everything down. No, okay, we do it fast first and then we slow mo it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to leave room for all the chats that they canonically have. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is how it looked in Hugo's mind done in 30 seconds now's how he wrote it yeah 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 and this is the bullet time version because <laughs> it does all just happen so much yeah so like if Javert hadn't shown up well I guess actually Tenardier and the boys were just like let's leave and we won't kill him on our way out for some reason there's just not enough time <laughs> I guess he would have just he would have just freed himself eventually, but mm. I I think I really think that hearing Javert's voice is like oh god okay snapped out of it okay <laughs> I'm back yeah just cold water over him yeah because he he would have just I don't even know what he would have done yeah. definitely some disassociating but like what the hell Javert <laughs> I mean Jean Valjean mm. um. So he's gone out the window and one of the police boys runs to it and looks out and there's the the ladder swinging in the breeze. Damn it, Chavez said to himself, he must have been the real prize. (gasps) Yeah, he was. Your husband, trophy (laughs) husband. You'll get him eventually, Chavez, don't worry. Has anyone written the fic titled The Real Prize? Ooh, I'm not sure. Shall we find out? Yeah. If not, this is my second gift to you. (laughs) If we ever did do Patreon members get the full versions of the episode with our faff (laughs) not edited out, it it would just be all these silences where we're like, let's just Google (laughs) this thing. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Uh, No, it doesn't seem that there is a fic called The Real Prize. Well, Nemo, get on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Slash all of you, fandom, what are you doing? That That's like your, uh, well, I guess that's not the title of the book, but like, this, this is a good line. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool line. I think we should, um, I don't know, publish, uh, well, uh, my thought process went, we should write a Valver fic and then make it into a novel and then into a <laughs> film and then write a panto of that. <laughs> and that then we write fanfic cool. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then turn that into a novel, which we then make into a panto <laughs> and then it just like revitalizes itself. Maybe the name of next year's talk about how Javert, <laughs> Frederick the Great, is gay, yeah. is called The Real Prize. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. 
sadly, curtains on Javert for this uh, chapter and book. Mm. Outstanding performance. Good job. We love you. Come back soon. <laughs> I hope so. God. <laughs> I do so. <laughs> so, last chapter of this part. The baby boy who was crying in part two. So, the day after all of these events that took place, mm. there is a child who's walking down the street on the right-hand side lane towards the house. I fully thought that you were talking about Marius. I fully thought the baby, <laughs> the baby boy, boy crying down the street was Marius. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> well, you admit it, Victor Hugo. <laughs> no, none. Not this time. Because it's a... Well, I guess we do refer to Marius as a child yeah. sometimes. But he, he is meant to be a whole-ass man. Mm. So this is an actual child who's pale and thin and dressed in rags and he's in cotton trousers even though it's February but he's still singing at the top of his voice as he goes along and he passes an old woman who's rummaging through some rubbish and he <laughs> purposely bumps into her and is like oh whoops there was me thinking that was a huge huge dog god with uh, extra emphasis on the second huge as if it was representing the capital letters <laughs> okay <laughs> and the old woman straightens up and she's like you cheeky brat if i hadn't been bent over i can tell you when you'd have felt the end of my foot and he's already walking away and is like oh you know what maybe i was right so I think this is a roundabout way of calling her a bitch. Yeah, right? What else could it yeah, be? Yeah, what else could it be? So she's, of course, like, pissed by that. So she rises up to her full height. Um, and her face falls into the lantern light. And it's ghastly and pale and sharp angles. And crow's feet down to the corners of her mouth. And... Her body disappears, so only her head is visible. She looked like a mask of decrepitude carved out by light in the dark. And the boy is so... Everyone's just mean to each other. Mm. It's like, Madame's not my kind of beauty. Continues on his way. And he gets to the Gorbo tenement. And when it finds that the door is closed, he starts kicking it. Which, because he's wearing men's shoes on his tiny child feet, mm. it sounds a lot more powerful than it should be. Mm. And the woman sort of chases after him and is like, what do you think you're doing? Uh, battering that down that door. Is that how buildings are treated these days? <gasps> Victor Hugo's love of buildings. <laughs> Literally underlined by me as well. Like, oh, so Victor Hugo's the old crow. <laughs> Must assume. Yeah. Um, and then she she gets close enough that she actually recognises him and is like, oh, it's that little devil. And he's like, oh, isn't it the old biddy? Um, I've come to see my kin. And she grimaces and her face is a hatred admirably contrived to make the most of decrepitude and ugliness. Uh -huh. The old woman responds, there's no one there, ragamuffin. Fah! Retorted the boy. Where's my father then? 
at La Force. You don't say, and my mother at Saint Lazare. Oh, wow. And my sisters at Le Madelonettes, which I looked up and that's a convent. Mm. And then the boy scratches behind the ear, stares at the woman for a second, is like, ah, twirls on his heels, and then walking away, singing his little song. Mm. And that's the end of that part. Hell yeah. Ending on why cops are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can end there. I have read into the next, the first chapter of part four, the Rue Plumette Idylle and the Rue Saint-Denis Epic. But he does, I guess this is how, like classic Hugo, he's like action scenes, it's all happening, the story's moving along, let me stop you right there. Uh uh I do have some thoughts on the concept of reality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All that and more to look forward to next week, I think. I think, yeah, going on. Yeah. yeah. We did a long episode last time, so we can do a short short episode. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of unpacking as carefully as we can to be like, what are you saying? (laughs) Should I read the, the chapter as well? Do you want me to, so we can come and see what, see what we both think the thoughts are i haven't i was gonna say i haven't read it in a while (laughs) that's a lie but i haven't read this chapter in a while i feel like it's probably one that i skipped over in my last (laughs) reread i'm sure everyone will be really excited for next episode (laughs) yeah can't wait for us to stop following the characters once again (laughs) and i think it's gonna be uh at least oh it's gotta be Oh no, we're at three three chapters, three chapters. Oh, I'm still turning the pages, still turning the pages. Now it's still going. Okay. Yeah, before we started recording, Stevie was like, "Oh, you know, at some point we'll we'll hit the the barricade boys again." And I was like, "Yeah, surely that's soon." And then I was like, re- like skipping through my book and being like, "Oh, yeah, no, you're right. No, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a while." But. Then you, I do see a chapter title, uh, maybe almost <gasps> almost 30 pages in in Jorlas and his lieutenants. So Yeah, and unfortunately, it is one page after page 69, 9. Ah, my one is one page before 69. <gasps> <gasps> well, will it never be allowed to be on page 69? <laughs> We release a translation specifically <laughs> so that Andreas and his left—I uh, was going to call them lieutenants—and his lieutenants uh, is on page six hundred and ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so actually, you do have something to look forward to: yeah. a lot of Hugo philosophizing and being a historian Mm. and then i guess he knows he's gonna start losing us so he's like anyway here's some hot boys (laughs) i'm sure the hot boy will be there for like one chapter and then like we'll go and be replaced by oh no yeah all right yeah we're getting back into character again okay there's there's plot on the horizon (laughs) so i i guess in the time between now and next episode i'll decide how long I'll keep you all away from the voice. <laughs> how quickly, how much I'm going to summarise Hugo's thoughts <laughs> on reality and <sighs> mankind. Or how, how long it's going to be. 
Yeah, it's going to be 10 hour long episodes about reality. <laughs> and then like we skip through all of the Honduras chapters in order to get to the next <laughs> essay. This will be my Victor Hugo's Waterloo segment. <laughs> Unless you send us begging reviews or messages. <laughs> and that's a threat. <laughs> That, that is, it's been fun. It's always so fun, actually, Les Mis, when plot happens. So mm. we'll, we'll, I'm gonna, let's just take a moment to like revel in that together, Nemo, because it's going for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it'll be nice again to hear you summarize parts of the novel that I usually skip over. So <laughs> with these character bits, I'm like, oh, yeah, just cracking jokes because nothing's new. But with reality segments, I, I remember the last time when it was like one of these essays and I learned so much new stuff about this novel because <laughs> I I was like, yep, Waterloo. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> Exciting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been Bread and Barricades, a Lemo's podcast produced by me, Nemo Martin, and Julian Yap. Our audio director is Jade, who you can find on her website, jadeosabi.com, or on her bandcamp, jadeosabi.bandcamp.com. If you want us to speed through and actually get to people that you care about, then you must send us. I was trying to remember the number of francs that Nadia asked um, Jean Valjean to send, but I can't remember. Oh, so it, it was so many. 690,420 francs <laughs> to our Patreon or to our Kofi, which you can find in our show notes. Um, if you have any comments, questions, or quibbles about uh, Javert, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't want to hear them. <laughs> But if you have any any other comments, questions, and quibbles about anything that we've said, then you can send them to our email, lemispodcast, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter, lemispodcast, or on our Tumblr at Bread and Barricades. And I believe that's everything. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And then I died of consumption. (laughs) Of literally all... Just every time you cough, it's not anime mom disease. <laughs> the consumption. They have the lung. <laughs> the lung. I wish that we were recording video so that I could like get a handkerchief and look into it and just have ketchup on it. I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> you look up at me. I'm also holding a handkerchief with ketchup on it. <laughs> Fun times. I'm glad neither of us have TB, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> There's always time. We spent some time in that sewer. <laughs> Who knows what we could catch there. Yeah, it didn't help when we fully licked those rats. Anyway, stop in this recording. <laughs> <laughs>